0: On today's episode, I brought in a guest that I've known for 10 years of playing Magic. We're gonna be talking about a pair of uncommon Is It Partners from Commander Legends. Red Tangents, but now we can actually sit down and talk about your deck actually all right are we gonna oh hold like on an intro
1: or are you going to just start right into it
0: uh i mean i gotta do my intro i really uh, do. of course you do i do have to
1: oh by the way yeah uh, where, where did you get the uh, intro music
0: i made it oh nice i uh sat down with like a some rando like free to download music thing and i fiddled with the instruments and like the first intro was kind of boring and i'm like i'll add a few more i'll eventually i'll do something with it it's like the, my logo i did like i made that just sat down for a bit and i'm like uh, bada bang, bada boom it's done <sighs> I, I was like oh sounds pretty nice
1: hope you didn't rip this off this yeah I,
0: I mean like hey listen to yeah it's like if it happens to match the beat of something whoops i lit. like i thought about um using a music clip from Delane's song called the gathering okay and and i'm pretty sure everyone that listens to it like pretty much knows that they're talking about magic the gathering because it's just there's too many words that they use this just like this is a magic the gathering song but it's like epic orchestra symphony stuff yeah uh it fucking rocks hard and then i'm like i don't know if i can cut that down to 10 seconds and use that as an opening and like i don't know if that makes sense. So I'm like, I'll just make my own. Don't worry about it. And then, yeah, yeah.
1: would you have to, Would you have to get permission for
0: that too? Oh, and probably royalties. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> although the band, for some reason, the band like broke apart this year after like over a decade, and I'm like, wait, what? No, don't. You guys are sick. <laughs> no. They were kind of one of those like uh, gothic symphony orchestra kind of groups that like had been together for so long that like the the idea that they'd actually split apart almost seemed like foreign and uh, like bandmates shuffling around and all this other stuff. But uh, unfortunately, they ended up uh, splitting up this year. And I'm like, ah, no, the gathering, though. But oh, well, yeah, it's it's sad but that just means i have to make my own music no matter how no matter how bad it is (laughs) if anyone thinks that which like i mean that's fair i sat down and fiddled with it for like a half hour at most uh but anyway uh hey let's talk about your pirate deck yes uh get right to it get right to it Hello, everyone. This is Cole, and you are listening to the Uncommon Commander podcast. And today, I am joined by my friend Chris, who I've played Magic with for ten years,
1: with a small break in between.
0: For Kelvin. with uh, <laughs> with a, with a small break in between that I think a lot of people are pretty used to. Um, but I think before we talk about your deck, I actually have a question for you, or at least a. a So, we we, we played Magic for a long time. We met uh, around 2011. And uh, how would you describe our Magic history together?
1: Uh, Long. (laughs) I mean, we've... I mean, barring a few different individuals, it's been a very consistent playgroup for, yeah, like a decade or so. And everyone has very consistent styles so i mean it's not repetitive but like we have we know kind of what everyone else is about
0: and, our, and our, <laughs> our our eternal rivalry of 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 aggro versus control at least for between yeah, us would, yeah well
1: i wouldn't quite call it control but interact <laughs> <interactive>. disruption
0: uh <laughs> but yeah it's uh uh, chris chris has been a longtime friend of mine we've played a bunch of magic games together with a group of mine that we've known forever uh and he uh it was funny because like i mentioned that i was doing the podcast and i'm like hey do you guys want to join and he immediately offered and he's like so uh i haven't built a deck in a while and i don't I haven't really built an uncommon commander before here are my three options. Which one should I choose? And then I, I shot back at it and I'm like, which one feels more like a Chris deck. And uh, the, the deck that we're going to be talking about today and the pair that we're going to talk about today was uh, I, I feel definitely best exemplified what kind of deck you like to build.
1: Yeah, I agree. At least of the three ones, like I found this one to be the most like fun to build. Most interesting, at least. I mean, most powerful deck well yeah i
0: mean it's 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 pretty new i haven't really played with it that much but
1: yeah, yeah definitely the most i think the most fun to build
0: you managed to get a couple games in which was i think was pretty interesting uh it, although the first one was pretty rough and the second one i think was a, a little bit uh better of a venture but uh in terms of just like general deck building and sort of like what you were aiming for i think this uh a good, a good flex to kind of get back into Magic. Uh, yeah, yeah. So today we are talking about not one, but two commanders. Uh, we're going to be talking about Malcolm Keen-Eyed Navigator and Breaches Brazen Plunderer. Plunderer? Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Uh, this was a... Uh, they're both Uncommon Partner Commanders from Commander Legends and... And they both synergize really well with each other because both of them have keyword... Uh, both of them have uh, text that uh, mentions pirates, which, again, this actually makes this a bit of a tribal deck, too. Um, so, Malcolm. Uh, Keen Eye Navigator. It is a 2 and a blue for a 2-2 legendary creature that's a siren pirate has flying. Uh, whenever one or more pirates you control deal combat damage to your opponents, you create a treasure token... For each opponent dealt damage this turn. And it has partner. Which means it can partner with. Uh, any other creature with. Partner in its text. And the other commander is. Breaches Brazen Plunder. Which is three and a red. For 3-3 three, three, Goblin Pirate with Menace. Uh, whenever one or more pirates you control. Deal damage to your opponents. Exile the top card of each of those opponents libraries. You play those cards this turn. And you may spend mana as if it was mana of any color. To cast those spells. So you you're like hey this this not only speaks to me this is also really interesting i do find this pair pretty interesting but uh what really spoke to you about these
1: well, i mean i kind of like like the flavor of the commanders it's pirates is a fairly new tribe and it's a it's a triple colored tribe so like pirates are in blue red and black you don't get any of the black pirates which is quite unfortunate i think a lot of the good ones are in black
0: But yeah, they're pretty.
1: Yeah, like they they synergize really well. Um, The deck building got pretty interesting. Is how deep you can go on pirates. Uh, When you get down there, it it gets interesting. And trying to balance out putting more pirates in, or whether like they're just not worth it when you get down to like the nitty gritty of pirates. Also, mana curve. in this deck was was uh, interesting. Uh, the, a
0: lot the of the pirates are is drops. super aggressive in, in yeah, yeah like the three drop there's, slot.
1: There's a lot of pirates that are good in the three drop slot which is kind of not what you want. Malcolm is probably the best pirate in the three drop slot. So on turn 3 or whatever you have three mana available, like you almost always want to cast him. Because he's going to ramp you into all your like other good cards. So, but I mean, there's only so many, there's only so many pirates you can play.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I do got to say, though, that like uh, Malcolm by by himself is like pretty sweet just being able to make treasures. And like if you're able to spread out your pirates in a certain way where you're able to hit everyone at once, like you are ramping three treasures per turn if you're playing your cards right.
1: Yeah, like honestly, I uh, you could switch out breaches and put a different partner in, and I think it'd be fine. I think Malcolm is just that much better than breaches. Yeah, he's he's cheaper, uh, and he always we'll say he always hits. Like breaches, you could hit and miss, technically speaking. Like you could hit a bad card. Fly, yeah, yeah,
0: and... true. Yeah, I mean people. It's the it's the RNG nature of interacting with three other players at once and that's why stuff like uh, breaches and stolen stolen strategy, Atali, primal storm, uh you never you never know what you're going to get and sometimes you're like I hit a land shit. I'll guess I'll take it. But then you hit two yeah, lands. I mean I mean
1: yeah, it's fine, but especially when you're playing other people. I mean, this is playgroup dependent, but people that play very tight synergistic decks like a lot of the time you're going to hit stuff that you don't want to cast because in a vacuum it's not a very good card but in their strategy it is a lot more powerful than just what the card says so you'll you'll hit cards like that and you're like i don't really want to cast this this is this doesn't do anything for
0: what i'm trying to accomplish here but
1: but then I guess... but like you could yeah you could always use treasure <laughs> treasure's always good. Treasures,
0: treasure's great I, I do also kind of like Malcolm and kind of other cards of its ilk that like you're able to remove cards off the top of your, of your opponent's library. And like if it isn't a land, like it's one thing to interrupt with their land drops if if, uh, if they desperately need it. And that can definitely feel bad. But in terms of like, oh, I got rid of your like super sick, like combo piece, uh, get that thing out of here. Like, I, I feel like there is some merit in that too.
1: Yeah. I mean, he also caused one more, which is kind of a big deal, also. Yeah. And, like, as far as evasive abilities are, I, I find flying is a lot better than menace.
0: Flying, um, like, menace, menace has its place, for sure, but like flying in general, just, like, miles above it. Well, Literally yeah. and figuratively.
1: I, I find a lot of decks don't play small flyers, generally.
0: Unless they're Kind of, unless they do it. other things, yeah.
1: So, like, Someone's they'll play, they'll play, k- they'll play, late, yeah, like they'll k- play k- bigger k- flyers, yeah. Like, you'll see, you know, five drop flyers, six drop flyers, but like, you don't see too many one, two, three drop flyers unless they're like, there's another reason they're playing it, not because it has flying, yeah. Whereas, like, they'll play, you know, two drop, three drop, one drop creatures on the ground that just have other abilities and that's why they're playing so like
0: yeah the yeah like the usually early dedicated spots are like utility creatures uh stuff that will uh maybe grow by itself over the course of a game maybe it has a different form of evasion, but like typically most of them don't have lying unless you're you're kind of in blue yeah and a bit of white maybe but mostly blue
1: well, in, in the games I played with you, I uh, don't think I don't I don't, think, I don't know if I saw a single flying creature, honestly,
0: other than him and like um, other stuff I played. Uh, was I playing Contorius at that time? I think I did. You
1: did, but I don't believe some of the some of the spirits don't have flying. I some, I so so free...
0: so the Lorehold spirits are three twos, and they don't have flying. And I have to yes. remind some people because they just don't they've never encountered it so they're like what the heck uh That's, but there's a few things i put in the deck that do make the one one flying versions and yes there's a place for it but but yeah in general like uh yeah if you're not in a dedicated strategy where you do need it your utility creatures and those slots usually don't have flying if any kind of evasion
1: yeah pe- people forget like you go back to kamigawa there is the one one spirit tokens that didn't have flying
0: we might be going back <laughs> to kamigawa by the way
1: that would be interesting. I know, I know one of the reasons they didn't want to go back is because a lot of people had issues with language. Like, they couldn't pronounce card names.
0: Yeah, Or they couldn't, it might they be, couldn't it, remember. Yeah. yeah, well, I wasn't around for that. I know that's, like, one of your favorite sets.
1: It's it's very flavorful. There's a lot of legendary creatures. I think there's those, a
0: lot of cool stuff in it. I've. It's just, in general, it's pretty sweet.
1: They threw a lot of very interesting abilities in that set on, like, a bunch of different cards. Especially because they're all legendary, so they, I think they kind of wanted to have them all have... Not necessarily like kind of like more unique abilities.
0: It definitely like it adds it adds flavor and lore to the world, but like there was there was a lot going on there, and I think actually now that we're kind of thinking about it, we're talking about these creatures and like kind of the 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 podcast in general. Kamigawa, I think, was kind of a bit of a stepping stone and like a lesson to be learned of like how do you handle a world with like pretty much an oversaturated uh, legend count, and it's like well, you you branch it out of the rare and mythic slots, and you actually have to put it in the uncommon slots, and like that's why you end up with like breaches and malcolm and uh and like previously discussed on the show, you get carter doom scourge, you get quende pride of, of femref which was like dominaria was another set where there's like a boatload of of legendary creatures across the board. Um, yeah, like. Very busy set, Kamigawa.
1: But uh, yeah, it definitely was. Like, I think you have to go back to legends before there's other uncommon legendaries, and those guys were very good. Oh, those were <laughs> bad. I mean, there's good legends that set. Like, I, the... I, I, I think at the common rarity, there's a lot of stuff that are like five
0: mana, four fives. Yeah, I remember. that have names, and they're
1: from the story. <laughs> <and> I
0: remember <laughs> opening or getting a, a, what was it, Tobias Andreon or something? Was like one of my first. Uh, I don't know. Oh, really? That yeah. was forever ago. Like,
1: there there's some good legends from that set. Unfortunately, a lot of them are super expensive. Because <laughs> if there's any good legends in that set, like everyone wants them.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, but who, who, who's who's oh, the you're... guy that just like fogs? He's super expensive.
0: Magnus McKenzie. And McKenzie. We're not, yeah. we're not here to talk about Angus McKenzie turbo fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish,
1: I, I wish I had one so I could, everyone
0: wishes they body. had one, even yeah. if it was just for value, but, but yeah, like we're not it's, talking it's, it's, about, we're not talking about Bant turbo fog. We're here to talk about freaking. is it pirates that steal your shit it, and make it, treasures? Yeah, no, yeah, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> we're talking we're talking about beating people in the face we're talking about making a three mana two two with flying oh, hopefully hopefully yeah uh so so you so you already had a bit of a deck challenge uh at the beginning when you sat down and you're like okay so i have to make this uh, chris a chris deck trademark but also like ha- it, it it is a strictly powered down deck when you kind of really consider it
1: yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure if you, you could build a deck with these commanders and play it completely different, like, minimize the amount of pirates you have and just kind of play it like an it control deck. But, like, that's that's no fun, right? You want to, like, the whole point of a tribal deck is that hopefully you get to play a bunch of cards that you don't really see too often mm-hmm. because they're, like, not good in not-tribal decks. Which is the, Which is true for some of these cards. Like, I don't think I could see myself really playing them in other decks.
0: Yeah, there's, um, I mean, there's a few of these that I think are pretty decent heavy hitters in Commander, uh, that don't necessarily need to be in a Tribal deck to function. Uh, it's yeah, just, so by happenstance, they just happen to be really good. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a few bits and pieces in here that, like, uh, <laughs> they don't hold up quite as well to their contemporaries. Um. Yes. Like, so, uh, you play, I'm gonna, I know most of these are pirates, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go over some of these, uh, you put in Captain Lannery Storm, Captain Ripley Vance, Captain Vargas Wrath, Captivating Crew, Coastline Marauders, uh, Coercive Recruiter, Corsair Captain, Crafty Cut Purse, Daring Saboteur, Deadeye Quartermaster, which, that's, that's a pretty sweet... Uh, pirate right there uh dire fleet daredevil dream Caller siren which i think that's a one drop that is no that
1: is a four mana three three flash flying that can only block flyers oh and taps things like... my god
0: <laughs> yeah he's
1: he's he's okay uh, he's not great
0: like but
1: if it, it's this a pirate... is an example yeah this is an example of a card i would not play in any deck other than a pirate deck yeah like
0: I think is. even the next card on the list there, uh, Ember World Captain, which came out in the uh, Commander Legends set, where it gives you the Monarch, and then if anyone attacks you when you're the Monarch, they get dealt damage equal to the number of cards in their hand. Like, that is slightly more playable because it puts an effect in the game, and it deals damage kind of by itself. Um, But yeah, uh, Ghost I got, of... uh, No, that oh, guy's right. way better than Poller Siren. It's not even close. Oh, yeah, it's... Miles <laughs> above, same cost, and and just like miles above, uh, Ghost of Ramirez de Pietro, which uh, hilariously is a partner and a pirate, um, and has a bit of evasion, so it actually synergizes really well with the deck. Uh, Glint Horn Buccaneer, uh, combos with Malcolm if everyone's at roughly the same life total, and you hit yes. everyone.
1: And I know we talked about this card before, and like I almost wish it didn't. Combo. Straight up kill people. Yeah. <laughs> because I like how his I like how his abilities work. Yeah, it's but because this card exists, if people know it combos with Malcolm, they kill Malcolm a lot. Well like, how, I, I I like, I, I, like how, I like how this card works. I just how about, didn't everybody. how about
0: we tell the audience exactly what this card does. So Glintorn oh, yeah. Buccaneer is a one in double red for a two-four minotaur pirate with haste. Uh, whenever you discard a card, Glinthorn Buccaneer deals one damage to each opponent. Problem one. Right here. It hits each opponent. Part 2. 1 and red. Discard a card. Draw a card. Activate this ability only if Glinthorn Buccaneer is attacking. Now, I'm pretty sure some people probably put this together, but since Glinthorn is dealing 1 damage to each opponent, Malcolm is giving you 1 treasure for each of that damage. You make 3 treasures. You crack 2. Activate Glinthorn again. And this is just possibly on the attack step. Uh, and then you kind of just cycle through your deck and uh you win the game and that's it. It is interesting
1: that it's an ability that if you're pl- playing 1v1 or there's only one guy left in the game it doesn't just straight kill them. Like yeah. you need multiple people. It you have Which to, I, I you have to keep putting, putting mana into that... it
0: and that's like not super yeah. great. It's great. It's great when everyone's alive and it's really bad when you're back down on the 1v1. So it's 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 one of those combo kills that's like definitely like meta slash table dependent of like how many people are still around. If you got two people, it's great. If you got three people, it's fantastic. If you got one person, you are He's fine. He's he's still it's good.
1: good.
0: <laughs> you're <laughs> Which putting, is why I like, oh I pay two mana and ramp myself and then I stockpile that it's yeah, like pretty good. Not gonna end the game at that point unless you put a lot of effort in. Or you're decking yourself depending
1: yeah i I mean you're still dealing you're still kind of paying for one damage for one mana because you still make one treasure like he's still really good
0: i also realized i listed imperial recruiter as a pirate and it's like how dare you false that is definitely not true um uh let's see here so we got merchant raiders uh tech i did kind of skim over it uh orvar uh, orvar the all form which uh (laughs) is a technically a pirate technically a pirate Uh but you do play a few spells in the deck that actually do kind of capitalize on making copies of other things. So it gets a pass. Uh <laughs> in in most a cases. It, well, yeah. I mean Orvar surprisingly gets a pass. So like you hope no one takes it and you hope uh no one decides to turn on you suddenly because you're playing Orvar. Um But yeah, yeah. uh so then we got Port Razor, which is probably like one of my favorite pirates and just kind of like red magic cards that have been printed in the last few years. Uh we got uh Ragavan Nimble Pilferer, which yes. uh hey that's a spicy card in he's that he's he's playable in every format. The monk the <laughs> monkey <laughs> uh yeah this this little monkey makes this deck pretty sweet because like not only like he hits he is literally like kind of the fusion of, of both commanders, just in a two one one mana body. Um, so that that's pretty that's a pretty sweet little addition there. Um Siren Stormtamer, which like I believe it's a one mana one one with flying, and then you can pay a blue, sacrifice it to counter a spell that's targeting you or something you control. I think. Yes. Are, that's pretty neat. Uh, he's, he's solid. Uh, spectral sailor one blue one uh one blue one one flying spirit pirate uh with flash uh and then you can pay blue into three to draw a card which mm-hmm. i thought was kind of funny when i saw you play that the other night and you did not uh activate the ability before you died uh, oh that,
1: that is because i want i thought a card was worse than scrying one and trying to flip treasure map
0: Ah, okay. That was that's right. Yeah, you're playing treasure map, which is also in the deck, and we'll we'll go over that. Um, time stream navigator, which I think is the one that you can gain an extra turn. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Uh, warkite marauder, which I think on attack makes something a zero one.
1: Yes. And this is another example of a card that I think is terrible. But it's Really? Because, like,
0: like, I think at least in this context, I think it's pretty sweet. But also changing things to, But yeah, changing but things play to it? other things that are just like just straight garbage, I think is pretty sweet. But it's like a one. I think it's like a one two or something, isn't it? It's a two one for two. Oh yeah, so, like,
1: that's fine. But like, are you playing this in? In anything, el- in anything probably else probably not no no definitely not yeah so so he's pretty bad in other things well, not bad but like he's not he's not seeing play in your hundred in decks that don't he... give him other benefits unless
0: for some reason you're playing like a deck uh like some weird theme deck where you play a uh, turn to frog effects or something like that
1: sure yeah then maybe
0: you see him but like so, yeah. That, that's definitely the exception. <laughs> it, it it fits here. It's a pirate. It has flying. I think I, I, there's some merit in that, but...
1: Oh, he, he's it's funny, because he's probably one of the better pirates in this deck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, pirates. You just come out in Exelon, you get a bit of a bonus in Commander Legends, and you still kind of have just, like, a meh... Uh, a meh kind of thing. I still... I don't know. I think I think the the list that you have accumulated here for creatures, for pirates, like, they're pretty sweet. They're they're kind of the tippity top. Um, that it's as
1: it's as good as it gets. As, so, so outside far. outside of, of
0: of like paying like six or seven mana for pirates that like maybe just die on the spot or something. Like, Not a fan. Um, so yeah, and I, all
1: sorry. the changelings. I went through the, all the changelings as well because they're technically pirates. And the only one that I could see putting in was Torian Muller. Yeah, he's a solid card, it's but good, like I don't, I don't good. own one,
0: so I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> wouldn't be, it wouldn't take too much to grab one, but like, no, yeah, he's, he's super cheap. Of... I just,
1: I just didn't have one, and I'm like, well, I'm building. Are you gonna
0: remember through. it when you go out to the card
1: shop? I put, probably. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like he moves the needle on the deck, really. Anyways, but yeah. like, I'm sure he's better than some other. The other thing, he costs three, which I don't like. I don't want. to uh, drop yeah, yeah, like too many said, of them.
0: That's that's dedicated Malcolm, uh, mana. And, That's uh, dedicated Malcolm Mana. So yeah, um so you so the deck is pretty much centralized around treasures, which uh, is pretty neat, especially with the abundant like treasure support that we've gotten out of the Prismari school uh, from Strixhaven and also quite a bit from uh from Adventure of the Forgotten Realms. Yes. Um which is why uh you kind of, not only do you run like a bit of a lower curve in general um, it's, it's a little greedy It's, I mean, well
1: <laughs> It's
0: pretty much up your alley um, yes. So like so what I, I, I do gotta say what I do like about this is one, it's creature dependent which, you know, I love creatures um, and that you're kind of relying on this sort of like tribe to ramp you in, in a pretty non-standard way
1: Yeah, it's. You you have to make treasures, and you gotta hope that people are nice and don't kill Malcolm really early. (laughs) Because it's.
0: Unlike some people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's. It's testy when you're in about three or four mana, but if you can get up to like five or six, you're like probably fine for the rest of the game. Yeah. Or at least you're not just like floundering around doing nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's a few things. I won't delve too long on some of other like other uh, cards you got. Like Academy Manufacturer is kind of a bit of a no brainer in this, being able to make treasures, clues, and food. Uh, yes. Surprisingly, goes a long way. This card has been a house in every deck I've seen it in.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a obscene. it's a it's a it's a pretty fantastic card. Like I really enjoy. It. I don't. It was based in Modern Horizons, so I I can't speak about its modern playability but like as far as commander goes it's, it's pretty fun it Ooh. does a lot of things
0: it's just like you're making one of these things you're making all of these things oh it ha- yeah, i don't it like gaining it, life that's pretty sweet
1: yeah it, ha- it does a lot of things it has some relevant typing on it it's colorless so very castable you can jam it in a bunch of things so yeah it fits in a whole bunch of strategies and i think it's a and i don't think it's broken in any way it just
0: kind of it does just a lot of good things. things yeah it just does a
1: lot of good things and, and
0: and that's i mean that's commander in a nutshell you just sit around and just do some stuff you know
1: yeah and i don't think it's oppressive so people aren't really hating on it it just it, it
0: oh it, i've like, killed I, your... <laughs> i've killed a few academy uh, manufacturers in the last couple of weeks uh, but i mean yeah but like have
1: you specifically targeted academy manufacturer and if so
0: like how dare you <laughs> it's just yeah no it it it, it does its work um, so, you put in uh, Galazeth Prismari from Strixhaven, which uh, when it enters the battlefield, you make a treasure, and then artifacts you control can tap for any color, but it has to be towards... It has to be towards Instance and Sorceries, I think. Yes, that is correct. And he's like a body, too. It's, uh, it was... it's a pretty decent body. It's a 4 mana 3-4 uh, with flying and it 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 tweaks your artifacts so like you don't have to get rid of your treasures right away. They can actually be mana rocks. They can be gold! Mm-hmm. or no, not be... even gold. Slightly slightly better than gold. Um, you have Goldspan Dragon.
1: That the card is fantastic. Card is sweet. And every, I'm sure it's fantastic in standard. I can't. I haven't played it in standard, but I'm sure it's fantastic. It's very expensive, the, so it must yeah. be
0: fantastic. It's a dragon. It's a five mana <laughs> dragon. It makes treasures. It allows you to tap a treasure and make two mana off of it like crack a treasure like so that's that's pretty sweet in this type of deck
1: Um, you can like double your mana
0: like out of nowhere it's it's very it's very strong (laughs) very useful um and then uh one other card I wanted to point out that I thought was pretty neat uh Hellkite Tyrant uh which Mm. I haven't I've seen a bit more play in the last uh I want to say six months Just A lot of people know the value of taking control of people's artifacts. Granted, uh, we're kind of in the era of Magic, where a lot of people are playing over spell tables, so it does get a little bit awkward, but uh, being able to win on your upkeep if you have 20 or more artifacts is pretty strong.
1: I think he was also released
0: in a Commander deck really recently or something. So So probably a lot more people have access to him. I want to say it's in the Oscar the the deck but I might want to double check that. But yeah, like it's uh if it's cheap, prime time to grab one, it's pretty strong. Even if you're taking uh you're taking someone's soul ring, you're taking someone's sword, it's it's got value. And taking someone's lands. They... <laughs> <laughs> Artifact <laughs> land wanna... dot deck. Well Luca, it sucks to be you. Shout yes, out they to they Luca. Do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so that's the creature base. Hey pirates are pretty sweet in this deck. Uh, there's a few cards that synergize with other pirates pretty well uh, between your commanders and like what they're capable of doing. Uh, I, I, I do want to point out Captain Vargas Wrath, which is pretty sweet because it gives uh, your pirates plus one plus one for each time that you've cast your commanders. And in this case, because you got two of them, maybe you cast them each maybe twice, three times. Like Your pirates suddenly are very big out of nowhere yes and
1: like the like you want your two drops to be relevant both early and late game and he kind of does that
0: um previous guest on the show peter aka mono white border uh talked about how you scale up in commander especially if you're playing uh, a bit of an ancro uh or even a bit of a mid-range deck that doubling doubling effects is pretty strong and being able to like put a anthem uh, on board especially in a in a blue red deck is goes a long way so turning malcolm or or even breaches or your uh uh your your spectral sailor or your or your uh uh your war kite marauder into like very strong uh flying threats or evasive threats like goes a long way in this deck
1: Mm -hmm. he he almost gives evasion in
0: that evasion is
1: they're really really big (laughs) you don't want to block them
0: (laughs) it's yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting where it's like uh some people value their creatures too much and are willing to take the damage uh early but once you do hit late game uh people don't really get some people are pretty ballsy i gotta admit uh some people don't mind throwing like their big scary creature the commander in front of it so yeah uh, uh, Captain Vargas, Wrath, pretty sweet in this deck. Um, definitely
1: one of the better pirates. Him being two mana is also really important in this deck. Yeah, it's super you, strong. you, you really want to have pirates on the field before you cast Malcolm, so you get the value right away.
0: And there, and there's like a few of them that definitely hit that one mana, two mana slot that like they can come out early, get ready for the yes. swing. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate.
1: There's not
0: better more good
1: 1 and 2 drops. Like, well, I was considering a few vanilla. the vanilla. Yeah. I think you're
0: talking about Wily Goblin. Wily Goblin, yeah, I definitely do think Uh, Wily Goblin is a double red for 1-1. One, one. Goblin, Pirate, uh, when it enters the battlefield, Uh, you make a treasure token. I definitely do think Uh, despite it being double red, I definitely do think you can play it. Uh, It just makes treasure when it enters. It can make you more. Yeah, he, he, might, he might be better than Ripley it's possible. That's Hey, no slander against Captain Ripley Vance on this podcast. Um, so I, I would go over your lands. I think there's a couple of them that are pretty interesting. Some of them are pretty pricey too. Uh, Shink of the Blood. So keep. Uh, yes. Legendary land. You can tap it to add red mana to your mana pool, and uh, you can pay a red and tap it to give a legendary creature first strike.
1: Okay, and and. and, and... As a point, I actually did not realize how expensive this card was. I just had this I, until. Too. <laughs> yes, uh, I've had this. I've had it for like a while. I just haven't put Pretty it in a deck because I, I generally long time. I generally don't build creature heavy decks. Like
0: this, is, this might be my
1: my heaviest creature deck that I've like built ever. Uh, maybe next so to like,
0: your R Ar, uh, Ariel, uh, Knights deck. Maybe he, I don't think there's as many creatures in
1: that deck as this one. It My, runs a lot of, it, like I it got i like will
0: well, definitely say the color combination got more in the last few years so like if you yes. had, did tweak it
1: Yeah there was, there was a
0: there was... I think when I made it there wasn't like quite as many good no. nights cuz like we just came out of Dominaria Yes
1: uh, and it was yeah it was it was, built, like, it was built like when she came out so Oh man. you got the you got Dominaria the Dominaria, stuff, Dominaria
0: then... was I want to say 2015 16? Really? Is it that long ago? Oh, I well, hey, you know, I'm just gonna take a quick glance, and before we go on another <laughs> tangent, we're trying to talk about pirates, and now we're talking about knights. But for my for my peace of mind, dominaria release... they're close. Close. They're they're kind okay. Of it was 2018. Stuff, right? Okay, it wasn't that. <laughs> It wasn't it's that... Not, not,
1: not that long ago. Okay, I mean,
0: so it was a, I wasn't...
1: COVID, COVID has skewed everyone's perception uh, of time,
0: I found, but... It, we're still in 2021? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Where'd the, where'd the time go?
0: All I know is that at the time of this recording, I've been seeing a bunch of uh, Delta variant memes going around of people being like, my summer plans, and then the other images like, some awful person as like the Delta variant. And I'm like, I want to play magic person, man. God damn it. (laughs) I want to have you play your pirate deck so you can steal my stuff and it won't be awkward.
1: Yes. We were, we were talking about this before, but yeah, like this deck plays Emrakul who's kind of a nightmare to (laughs) sort
0: out online. I'll take control of your turn but because you don't yeah you don't reveal... Do you, reveal do you take a screenshot and or do you take a photo and then you send it to me over discord or whatever and then i look at it and be like aha yes now you do this well, but you get in a you're in a separate video chat
1: one-on-one <laughs> and then you you tell you tell someone to do something <laughs>
0: um <laughs> so yeah so you got a lot of uh treasure support you got some stuff evolving taking control of people's stuff whether that be their cards or their turn um you got a few other artifacts here that i think are a little bog standard some of them are pretty interesting um some of them can end up ending the game by itself depending on what it is uh you got some typical ramp you got you got an arcane signet you got a soul ring you got a jeweled lotus because uh i just
1: had some lying around (laughs) i like open some up and i I haven't built a commander deck since I opened them, so let's chuck that guy in there. I mean, and it's also like handy because you can cast Malakandar.
0: Yeah, so so there, there's definitely a bit of strength in it, and like this is kind of where this is kind of where Jeweled Lotus kind of shines in the context of like a lower power deck, and like, uh, you you can bring it back. I don't think. I don't, th- I don't think you have anything in here that can...
1: I don't believe so. You can uh,
0: tutor it with Urza's Saga. You can tutor it with Urza's Saga, because that's also a land you have in this deck, and that's pretty strong. Yes. Um, but yeah, being able to play a Malcolm pretty early, be that turn one or two, uh, nothing really wrong with that. Like, it's not broken. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, is-
1: at, nice. at the same time, I feel like... When people see you play jeweled Lotus, they assume your deck is
0: bonkers, and for some reason, <laughs> uh, we've—I mean, I don't know—we've, and then
1: you get, we, and then you get in, unfairly targeted in,
0: in in the eye of the storm that was Commander Horizon, Commander Horizons. It basically was Commander Horizons, Commander Legends. Uh, There's all these cards that were being spoiled, and one of them was Jeweled Lotus, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" and that kind of came and went I think pretty quickly because I think everyone started focusing on hole breacher which oh hey let's talk about a hole breacher for a second because <laughs> uh Yay. So, so uh the, this episode is being recorded a few weeks after Chris and I talked uh about hey how about you make a deck let's talk um the week he showed me the deck list or had an approximation of it when he sent it uh Whole breacher was legal at the time, and whole Breacher is a pirate uh, that does things. I think we won't elaborate too much on it. It makes treasures, it's pretty bonkers. You weren't paying you weren't playing any wheels, which would have really pushed it over the edge, but Mm-mm. but literally within the same week uh, of you showing me your list, uh Whole Breacher got banned. And uh, you were like, Well, <laughs> time to yeah. unsleeve that and put it away. Yeah, he's, he's a what two two
1: flash pirate for three for that three, yeah. that stops you from drawing and making treasures, right? Uh,
0: whenever a yeah, whenever an opponent would draw a other card other than the first one, you get to yes. make a treasure. We, we uh, so yeah, uh, I the the I think the whole preacher discourse and and why the commander rules committee banned it has been talked about at uh, you know it's boring uh would be pretty sweet in this deck i don't think it'd be pretty busted but it is a card that warps the game around itself uh so as unfortunate as it is goodbye whole breacher uh you won't be missed
1: yeah it's it's very unfortunate i would play if Hull breacher was a 2-2 flash that just made a treasure i would play him in this deck
0: oh that's yeah that's
1: so yeah, so like I don't. It's very unfortunate <laughs> that he was better than that.
0: Oh yeah, and a way pirate, worse. And then that's mm-hmm. yes, way worse. Um. So yeah. So whole creature aside, we're going back to the look of the artifacts here. So you got to bite into the FASA because having evasive bodies and dealing damage, drawing cards, pretty great. Um, yes. Ember Cleave, which I thought was a pretty interesting addition to this deck. Uh, six mana, it's four and double red for an equipment. Uh which has flash because why not? Uh when it enters the battlefield, it auto-equips and it gives the equipped creature plus one, plus one, and double strike. I don't know what the actual equip cost is. It is three also gives trample. It
1: also gives trample.
0: It also gives, which trample. Is, it also which gives is very trample. important uh double strike, <laughs> it its cost is reduced by one for each attacking creature. Yeah, this card's sweet. Yes, and
1: one of the reasons is in is because you deal damage twice, so you get double effects on whatever's... Oh, like double treasures? Yeah, you'll get double treasures, you get double exiles off breaches or whatever. So, like, your your guy will activate twice, and, like, whichever commanders you have out.
0: And, and, although... I do think the potential for for other equipment being kind of taken in and out of this deck, uh, especially with as many artifacts as you're having here, but uh, actually turning uh, Malcolm into, like, maybe possibly, like, a Voltron commander would be pretty Yeah, you could also,
1: I mean, it's difficult, but you could do it. You got, Uh, like, Vargas Wrath out.
0: Yeah, uh, you sword. You have a sword of hearth at home because uh uh you know normal okay so like it's actually kind of interesting getting to this part of the of of the uh of the podcast so so primarily i i I should have started with this so primarily uh the, the focus of the of the podcast is to talk about these uncommon commanders which by themselves are typically not very busted unless you're sir conrad um However, I will say that because of the open-endedness of a lot of them, hey, if you guys like like playing super bonkers busted cards that are really pricey, uh, hey, go at it. Chris is kind of a bit of the exception to the rule, just simply because he's just lucky and he just happens to just sit on cards. So,
1: I mean, yeah, open this sword, and also I've never played with it. That's kind of why it's in the deck. Like, I think I have a all the sword. Cards. You get the ramp. Is- I'm not 100% sure it's the best sword for this deck. Mm. I would say... I mean, it's probably the black-green one, because the best sword of them all. <sighs> gotta but gotta I guess, love Feast and Famine. It's kind of boring, though. Like, this is a kind <laughs> of like... I think it's one of the interesting swords. It does some interesting...
0: I think... Um, I mean, who knows what future... Future iterations of sword cycles will be added... I mean, there's only one left, right? That, uh, right. Two? No, there's two, left. there's two left. There's two left, right? Yeah. Because they had
1: two from Modern
0: Horizons. So the other two right. are. Uh, sh- hold on. Wait. Okay, hold on. So it was the enemy cycle swords first. So it's ally cycle. Yes. So, it's ally- So we have blue, black. Blue, blue black, black, and red, green. Red, green? Yeah. Yes.
1: Blue, black, mm-hmm. and red, green
0: another tangent for another day um but yeah so mm-hmm. so evercleave and sword of hearth and home i think are pretty neat little additions to the deck um get a little bit of extra power a bit of extra protection uh you know i know everyone would probably be saying Lightning greaves or swift boots but yeah i don't think you could find any of the time
1: yeah um, like i said this was a put together with whatever cards that weren't in other decks for the most part I think it was one or two cards I grabbed from the decks that I wasn't. Yeah. But like, Uh, yeah, yeah, the whole point of these kind of decks, like, and I think part of the podcast is you get to play with cards that you don't really play with a whole lot. Yeah. So it's it's, like, I'm I'm not, I'm not super unhappy if I don't play with Lightning Greaves. Yeah. Like this, (laughs) and,
0: and, and this is the thing, like whether it's the, uh, whether it's the uncommon, the uncommon legends that came from commander legends itself, uh, if we're taking into context uh, the last few sets, even not Zendikar Rising, surprisingly, uh, but Strixhaven, Call Time, uh, Adventure of the Forgotten Realms, uh, and even just a bit before that, there's just there's a lot of these commanders that you can play that really allow you to sit back, really consider what you're gonna play, and really have a lot of cards shine where normally they wouldn't even be considered.
1: Yes, and like. The, the, these the command these types of commanders like breaches and Malcolm they're not like enablers of strategies like you have to build the deck and tailor it towards them yeah for the most part I'm, I mean I'm sure you could have a deck which is like ten pirates and then just build it like Clones, into like a competitive like a very great. yeah yeah, well, yeah. Like, like you don't even need pirates you, you just like like we talked about Glenhorn Buccaneer being a combo piece you could just play a bunch of guys that try and search for Glenhorn Buccaneer and that's the only reason you're playing like Malcolm and breaches or something. And then just like a few other like the really good pirates like Portraiser is pretty sweet like Portraiser is he, really good. If I he think... if, if he didn't have pirate he would be played I in
0: things. Like oh, uh, uh, hey, another tangent. Because uh, Delina Wild Mage and Rionia, Fire Dancer were released in the last few months. Um, both of them involve like making uh, token copies of creatures you control. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so, I mean, granted the main issue the main issue is that uh, off the top of my head, Rionia and Delina both remove the creature bef- like at the beginning of your end step or I think even after combat. So, it can get a little tricky with Portraiser that like adds additional combat steps, but uh we're like we're talking about a 5 mana 4/4 pirate that like gives you extra combat and uh, in those decks it's bonkers in this deck it's just good and that's pretty much all you want
1: you, you can get some weird good stuff boards like goldspan dragon and like port, port razor and you get make like 20 minutes and stuff like that right?
0: no big deal <laughs> right. just oh, you like, oh, oh, a whole, t- a whole t- bunch of
1: treasure a whole bunch of damage and then I'll you cast ember cool or something I don't know
0: It's hey <laughs> the dream is real the dream is real um, I don't okay I am actually not Familiar with Pyre of Heroes off the top of my head?
1: Uh, okay, so it is an artifact. It actually came out in Kaldheim. It's pretty recent because Kaldheim had like a bit of tribal uh, right, support yeah. in it, and it's almost—it's very similar to um, birthing pod. It's so birthing you... pod,
0: except specifically for
1: creature tribal type.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a—it's tri- a tribal birthing pod. If you call this, and I also realized quickly that like. Uh, if you have a two-drop pirate, you just you just go kick the horn buck and you just like win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, I guess. So I guess so. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, this is the main. Uh, I think this is the main thing uh, that I kind of don't really talk about. I, I've been talking about a lot of aggro decks. Uh, for the last few episodes, Delina. Uh, not Delina. Uh, Dina Soulsteeper, Uh, which I talked about with my buddy Teddy. Um. It isn't really a combat deck, although you can do it, but it's definitely more of an attrition, aristocrats kind of style deck, where you're able to like ping people for a bunch of damage. Um, But I don't really talk about win cons, and uh, this is now kind of staring me in the face of, like, if you do want to win the game, and it is kind of dependent on how many players are still left alive, uh, but if you do grab uh, uh, Glintorn Buccaneer with Malcolm out, you do make, like, not infinite, just a lot of treasures, and then people die.
1: Yeah, Imperial Recruiter I just threw in late because the couple Pirates were really bad, and he he also just goes to get Quint Hornbuck in yeah. here. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I think, so, I guess, I mean, I, I'm thinking about sort of the mentality I have about uh, tutors and win conditions, and I think in a deck, in a deck like Malcolm and Breaches, uh, I feel like I feel like your deck is a good balance between the sort of cash super casual uh, tribal style side but mm-hmm. you still need to close the game out and kind of do things and
1: uh, I honestly look yeah the, the pirates are not good enough in red in blue red yeah. currently to to like beat reasonable decks even like yeah medium like low medium power level decks, like, they're just not good enough. So you, and, like, need some other stuff. And, and, and it, most I, of the non-pirates yeah. are, are, are there. Like, that's why Ember
0: Cole is in the deck. That's why, why... Agent of Treachery is in the deck.
1: Yeah, that's why Agent of Treachery... Also, Agent of Treachery draws you cards sometimes, because you yes, get, yeah. you get... Yeah, drops. especially,
0: yeah. So, I, I, in this case, like, Agent of Treachery probably could have been a pirate, but, like, why? Uh, <laughs> it's also the second time I've talked about Agent of Treachery on the podcast with someone, and, like, this... And, oh, oh, wait. This is the second... Is it... uh <laughs> the second is it Commanders that I'm talking about. Um, at least in this case where, like, your deck actually, like, has potential to trigger uh, the Age of draw effect. Uh, yes. My, my previous guest, uh, Phil, uh, was playing a Rutha Mercurial Artist deck, and he just happened to have one in the deck. Um, mm-hmm. Good card. Really annoying. Um, but in this case, if you're already taking people's stuff, uh, it, it definitely works out.
1: Mm-hmm. I think people have a short memory too. So this card I played <laughs> standard pretty recently. Oh yeah. Oh. Like it was around. It was it was on Arena. And yep. people probably remember it as like a really good card and like this card's sweet and so it like, <sighs> gets put in a bunch of decks. I mean, I mean I, it, it, it is it is sweet, but
0: it, I think it, it it if anything it's still become a little infamous, excuse me. Ah, it's still become a little infamous uh, even on webcam magic, especially when it comes to like you said looking at someone's hand without revealing to the rest of the table, taking control of someone's turn. Uh, exiling stuff face down off the top of their library with like a gaunty effect and permanently taking control of stuff through like Agent of Treachery.
1: Uh, which is really funny because if you know me, Cole, I like I
0: love all those effects.
1: All those types of effects. That's my <laughs> oh bread boy. and butter Oh boy do you <laughs> <laughs> So making magical webcam very awkward and difficult. Yeah, it's uh... Yeah, I can so- tell you I've played all those effects. I have played Gonti. I played Gonti in standard. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll tell I'll tell <laughs> you I'll tell you right now that because it's you, I'm willing to tolerate it. Yeah. Uh, but webcam. I I need to uh, I need to buy those erasable uh uh dry erase cards that were made in the last few months that people just have. I need to buy a set where you can just, like, oh, it's your thing? Okay. And then you just make uh, you write your little silly copy of it on the card. <laughs> you put it down. I mean, I,
1: I, 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 what I should do is I just have a copy of a card, and you just, yeah, you just, like, oh, like the I ma- should, the I should, I should have these. You I mean, just honestly. have
0: every, every conceivable magic card in existence. You just, like, oh, I have a Guy's Cradle. I'll just put that down. I don't, I don't own a Guy's Cradle, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if I would play a Guy's Cradle. That's not really, I don't, I don't really like Creature Decks that much. <sighs> You're Which out. is funny. You're well, missing after, out. But, you know, we're, we're, I mean, we're talking about a creature-based deck. Um, like
0: creature so, okay. So so <laughs> since we're talking about uh, win cons here, um, yes. so we have so you have Glinthorn Buccaneer that combos off with Malcolm if you have at least two people alive. And their um, life
1: holes are close enough. Like if you like you can have three people if they have drastically different life totals or two guys are really close and one guy's are really far you can have like some issues there
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like generally you should win and then like if you kill two people and almost kill like a third guy
0: like oh no uh, if you if you work <laughs> if you work really hard you can uh vulture on them to death uh, I mean with a combination
1: do, of cards you, like you don't kill anyone you've probably cycled through like a crap ton of cards anyway so you should have like the best hand you could possibly have
0: yeah um you uh i can't think uh you have Hellkite tyrant if you have 20 or more artifacts at the beginning of your upkeep which uh fingers crossed at that point because everyone knows what's going on um then you have a copy of mechanized production from uh shoot aether revolt yes uh it is a how do magic cards work mechanized production which by the way mechanized production is not cheap uh
1: it, uh, it was cheap at one
0: point uh <laughs> you and i <laughs> went over it uh yes. the other day when we were talking and it's just like wait a minute what the hell so mechanized production is two and a double blue for an enchantment aura that says enchant artifact you control at the beginning of your upkeep create a token that's a copy of enchanted artifact uh when you control eight or more artifacts of the same name as one another you win the game you're making a bunch of treasures you better certainly be playing this card if you want to if you need to win just do it I, I guess I feel like there's like at this point the more I think about it like there's really no shame in trying to assemble this uh, together and you're playing pirates you're playing Malcolm and you're kind of really working towards uh, that that treasure generation uh, yes yeah like <clears throat> You generally don't have eight
1: this right off the bat. Like, you, should, you probably should be like cracking them to make mana, but some, sometimes you just don't have anything to cast. There's a, there's a couple of cards that get you like a. I think there's at least yeah like one or two that get you a lot. Like I think this deck plays uh, spell swindle.
0: Yeah, it does. You can
1: all of a sudden I just have a bunch of treasures. You also play horn <laughs> swoggle. That is. I'm not sure about that. That is, a,
0: that is a creature counterspell that makes you a treasure, and that's it's also called Hornswoggle.
1: It, it is in flavor. <laughs> I don't think it's very good. No,
0: it's uh, <laughs> it's it seems like it's it's like a counterspell I would play, but like you also already have uh, Spell Swindle on the list, and that pretty much does that and more. So yeah, it's
1: it's so when I'm playing Commander, I mean, obviously like Hornswoggle kind of like is against this philosophy. But it's in flavor, so like it's okay. Like you wanna play if you're if you're removing one for one, I generally want to play a card that draws me a card, so it doesn't cost me a card at all. Mm-hmm. Or affects an equal amount to every person. So like if I'm playing one card, it has to affect one card's worth of abilities per person you're playing, or else you're going down cards.
0: Yeah, like the It's why it's what the... it's why
1: people don't like playing counter spells and kill spells well sometimes <laughs> sometimes they're like well, well actually... i kill one
0: creature i mean you've got like <laughs> you've been out of the game for a year pretty much yeah so i real. will tell you for a fact uh and i'm sure quite a few uh audience listeners know this for a fact uh removal is pretty king even if it doesn't scale up like if you're still one to one something and you're down a card like you probably yeah. got rid of something that will be fucking you up really bad this is uh, it's
1: true, which is why I never understood why our play group like did not play
0: more interactive removal. Well, I, like it. <laughs> I feel I feel like all right. I mean, in a hypothetical future where we're able to sit together as a group, uh, you know, some people come back from out of the country or out of the city or something like that. Uh, I think it will be quite a bit of a different experience because, like, well, let's 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 hope so. It's uh, yeah, a year I've uh, in uh, quarantine. I, I, Everyone wants to play the crazy shit, let me tell you.
1: I, I, I always find it funny when you're playing in a game and something is played and people look at, like, certain players and they're like, well, can you stop it? Well, <laughs> why are you... Why when The people that are asking this, why are you not... Doing anything? I, I mean, like, maybe they don't have... Maybe they are playing removal and they just don't have it. But most yeah. of the time I find it's they're playing solo decks they like i combo up but do no interaction Do no interaction
0: all. well yeah but I, <laughs> I, I feel like so okay i i think all right audience people <laughs> i think we've talked enough about malcolm and breaches and and i think i think chris's deck is pretty sweet uh if i get the chance i'll provide a link for it in the uh, podcast description uh but i think we're going to take our our last tangent for tonight and i think we're yes. going to just talk a bit briefly about Uh, how, and granted, this is through the lens of someone who's been on Twitter probably too often, uh, but Magic has kind of, Commander's kind of changed a bit in the year and a half because now people are playing, uh, with a lot more people, uh, which means, like, I could be playing with some guy down in Arizona, or in California, or down in Texas, or even further down somewhere in Brazil. So... I don't know what to expect, but most people don't really tolerate the, uh, I'm going to wank myself off in the fucking corner, uh, combo player, unless everyone agrees and sits down that they want to do that. Uh, so now like rule zero discussions before the game starts was the, Hey, not what the, what's the power level of your deck by number, but like, what's the kind of game that you want to look, uh, look forward to and want to experience. So, if you sat down uh, with your Malcolm and Breaches deck, like, you're like, it's primarily a tribal deck, but it has a few win cons that require me having uh, a bunch of treasures and a bunch of artifacts, and this is the way I win the game. And, like, I think some people, I think most people would probably be able to sit down with this type of deck and be like, okay, yeah, that's understandable, because you're leaning more on Malcolm and less so on Breaches.
1: Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I'd it's, it's low... To medium, somewhere in between that.
0: I think I would say it's this is this is a pretty decent mid.
1: Medium, mid-tier. medium. I, I, don't, I don't know if you consider medium to have inst, like I, I like if I would call like a low power deck someone that has no insta win conditions. Yeah, basically.
0: I don't think this is an instant win condition. Like you definitely have to work for it, which I think is. I, think I mean, the only uh, instant is. On, on
1: Buccaneer, <laughs> Buccaneer is not is. <laughs>
0: If you're if you're able to get it out early and quickly, then I definitely do say that's sort of the instant I think you can kill them turn button. two
1: in this deck or something. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Technically, well, you, so you like you like Lotus out Malcolm Lotus turn Malcolm, one.
0: and you play a Soul Ring, but you don't have access to a Signet or a Talisman, which I thought was pretty. Yeah, funny.
1: well, you have it off the you have it off the Soul Ring. You get a signet. yes, you do get. So the you soul. play like, land Soul Ring Signets for, and then you play the fifth land. You play your second land on turn two, and you have five mana, which is enough to yeah. Um, so yeah, so you can tackle like kill a one turn two,
0: I guess. Uh, Magic Christmas Land. <laughs> and, but 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 the thing is if you really need <laughs> like if you need to do that, like the problem is is that the, the good thing and the bad thing is that it's telegraphed.
1: Yes, but I don't think a low power deck could do that. They no. just don't have access. So
0: to I definitely, that. I, I definitely say that this deck is in the, yeah. in the mid-tier. But, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, mid tier. But yeah, like yeah, somewhere in there. At least so, up on the lower end. Of- the, the way I look at it is, you have some levels of interaction uh, in your instant sorcery list. You have creatures that can like pretty much beat face or like really kind of make things difficult for uh, like blocks and attacks. Uh, you have some things like you have a handful of things that like take control of things or make them basically a frog or useless. Uh, yes. So I, def- I, I definitely do think this deck, this deck is just like an average commander deck. You have some access to removal, but like you're not like super heavily dependent on it. You have you have a strategy, but like you need to work for it. Uh, you have like a few wins, and like a bit of like a two card combo, but like it's heavily dependent on a lot of factors, and it's easily telegraphed. So, I don't know. I think this this deck fits a bit of a mid, like a mid tier pod of people who just want to hang out and play Magic.
1: Yeah, I would say most of the decks I, I can I say all of them
0: are probably in that middle, yeah, ground. I'd say that even if, <laughs> even if you haven't upgraded anything in like a couple of years. I don't. Like yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't
1: think I've ever built a combo deck.
0: Uh, I don't think no. You haven't.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say. I You're mean, like, no, that's not yeah. my
0: thing. I'd rather use. I your have, stuff. I have it.
1: combos in decks. I usually try to include one or two. Like not not necessarily insta win, but like mm-hmm. something Percy that'll make you kill a person or. Because you need to keep them on their toes, you know, a little bit.
0: I mean, that's, <laughs> that's your modus
1: operandi, man. That's that's <laughs> yeah, and and like most of the combos I would I play are probably like. You can stop them. They're not like you kill my maybe, dude. You kill my my facts. Yeah, yeah. Like you can do stuff. So, so. like, but yeah, I, I play I play commander because it's a format where I can play a bunch of weird stuff that I won't see play in other formats.
0: And which if is why if, I don't if, if you develop. if you happen to win, sweet. Yeah, like
1: you want. It's not in Magic. You know, it's it's fun, but it's also a competitive game. And you you're not competitive if you're bringing something that is either like way higher or way lower or no fun. Like it's not that's not like in the spirit of the game. So like you definitely want to try and like whatever whoever you're playing with, you want to have something that's similar power levels because that's gonna give you the best game. I think for everybody. Because you you don't want to you don't want to know who's going to win the game before the game even starts for the most part.
0: You want to go in with the idea that you got a, at least a one in four shot. Yeah, Basically. Because I mean, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean uh, as anyone can attest, uh, there's the pub stompers uh, who intentionally go out of their way to ruin your life, basically. <laughs> and then and then there's just kind of just everyone else who's kind of just like. If I happen to steamroll you, I apologize because like every once in a while someone does draw like the the Magic Christmas Land hand in in their deck that they're like, I fiddled with this a while. The potential always existed, but like you literally need the planets to align to make it work. And it just it and then, I think in those moments it's pretty sweet to see. If it happens consistently, it's another story. But yeah, Spirit of Commander, uh, I I definitely do think this deck uh, that you that you shared with me kind of fits into it because like yeah you do get to play like some pretty sweet like pretty sweet stuff in general and it kind of meshes well together
1: yeah like and i've definitely played with people that refuse to put stuff like Soul ring in their decks they, they think it's
0: i mean i, we'll, as we'll it, we'll I, I like, have yeah i have yeah we'll, we'll call it
1: they don't like the cards that people think you have to throw in every deck
0: Staple, so I include cards the, like Soul Ring. Yeah, big staples. Yeah. Cultivates Kadama's Reach. Uh, I, yeah,
1: not, not even those. Like the more ubiquitous stuff. Like, Soul Ring is definitely up there. Like actually,
0: like two mana rocks, Arcane Signet.
1: Arcane Signet was kind of new. I don't I think it's as
0: prevalent as Soul Ring. Maybe it is. I don't know. I, I think they're about, despite how brief it is. Like it's it's a pretty powerful like turn one. I don't know, like hypothetically speaking, like turn one, land, mana crypt, soul ring, arcane signet.
1: Yeah, do you play arcane signet in a colorless deck of?
0: I well <laughs> no, but I But you I only own one Arcane Signet, so like I don't I don't know. Like the, Wait, the... But really
1: wasn't at least in commander. I Legends?
0: okay, I did buy the Planner Portal, Rakdos, Prosper. Uh, Adventure of the Forgotten realms deck, and it has an Arcane Signet in it. It also turns out to have quite a few neat reprints that I I didn't realize were in the deck, so that was pretty yes. sweet. Um, but uh, I just never bought one, mostly because yeah. like, so like this is in I think this will be the last topic before the episode ends. But like, there's this this trend uh about like you know as an enfranchised player or not as a commander player, casually or otherwise, um you just need to kind of assess things differently. Um, and because of this huge push of like, well, if you just play two mana value rocks, then it's fine. Right. Um, so you get, you get all these, you get access to all these two mana rocks that are like pretty sweet, but then, uh, you lose out on like a lot of really neat, like utility three drop rocks. And, uh, that's why I kind of avoided getting an Arcane Signet and I just happened to get one because I bought a deck and uh, that's kind of where we're heading right now like a lot of fast mana um, really explosive plays and like uh, it's not for everyone and not everyone's going to kind of cater to it
1: yeah I find it an unfortunate thing with more <clears throat>
0: available fast mana is that your
1: deck your the slots in your deck are shrunk
0: it's too homogenous. So you, you, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like you have to reserve so much of your deck space for these certain cards and, that like and, you're not and, building a hundred card deck, you're building no. a ninety something card. Well, deck and, and then even whatever.
0: and if you and if you get the right land base, well then you you're looking at okay. Optim optimistically you have thirty-eight land cards, give or take depending on on the kind of deck you build, and then you have your commander or two commanders, and then you have Soul Ring, and then you have Arcane Signet, and you know, and then now you're looking Reeves,
1: probably heck, yeah,
0: you're like you're you're looking like at the boots. You're I looking think at one of them, fifty-five I, I, cards or something, right? Even or less. Yeah, yeah, like I yeah, I'd
1: say if, yes. Soul Ring Signet. If you're playing with some hardcore people, definitely definitely. And like, and and this is where is Metacrypt the land. I
0: No, it's a it's yes. A so.
1: Mana Crypt is probably played in a crap ton decks. Um, it is. <laughs> maybe even the other one. Mana
0: Vault. Mana Vault. Man of yeah. Vault.
1: Uh, yeah, like, there's a I mean, few, like, there's a few it,
0: off the head that I can't really think of, but it's just that as time has gone on, a lot of those cards have been favored more. Uh, that's why Jeweled Lotus was so hyped up, I think. And uh, just this level of hyper efficiency that ends up. More or less, kind of plaguing every table, where it's less—it's less about what, uh, what kind of flair, your personal flair and flavor to the table, and more just like, well, if I just jam every potential staple I can get my hands on into a deck, then and it functions, then it's good. Uh, and uh, you know, that's why I talk about the stuff on the podcast. You know, that's why I invite you and a bunch of other people on, because I think, I think there's still room. To power down your decks in a certain way that doesn't involve uh, that hyper level efficiency that you can play Malcolm in Breaches and have a good time because they're just they they're good and they do they do stuff. And that's pretty cool by itself. Yeah, and
1: if I want to play all these fancy pirates, I I need to not have as many mana
0: rocks. (laughs) I mean, you could probably slot a few more pretty neat ones in there, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a pretty tightly run ship, and I don't know. I think I think your list is pretty sweet. I think what we talked about tonight was pretty sweet, and uh... yeah, d- definitely some
1: things I could like adjust the more I play with it. But like I, I like me personally, I always have issues once like you get down between like ninety five to one hundred five cards, cutting stuff. Yeah, you know, it always feels, it always feels bad cutting cards for mana rocks. Even though, yeah,
0: because, like, yeah. Probably
1: you should do that at the beginning. You should probably just be like, okay, I have five mana rocks, boom, or something. Boom, yeah. I like, mean, whatever, and and, whatever and Malcolm's basically play.
0: a mana rock generator by itself.
1: Yeah, you can call him one. Well, yeah, like, like if, you're, if you're building, like, a, like, most decks, you probably should have, like, set up your land base and then your mana rocks before you do anything else. That way you won't pull them out because you're, like, you want to play some
0: fancy card <laughs> uh i I've, I've i've built an assortment of uh two color decks in the last year because of all the the uncommon legends that have been released and i'm like i don't know if i can grab the talisman and i can grab a signet everything else probably really doesn't matter as much and uh you know i grab uh was sky skyclave relic i think it's the it's the dark seal ingot that with kicker that can make multiple copies of itself. You know, I'll grab more of those. Oh, the, oh, the relic from Z- Zendikar, Zendikar Rising, or? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 Like that, I've only been able to get one, but it's super sweet. I have, I think I have a lot of them.
1: I opened too much Zendikar
0: up. All right, I'll, to... I'll come <laughs> over and I'll give you your playmat and I'll bring some cash and I'll buy some of them off you.
1: Yeah, you can, I have <laughs> to look, like, sorting's been a mess recently. <laughs> busy,
0: busy time getting back into magic. Well, I mean,
1: that's what happens when you, Purchase things because you're sad because it's COVID, but you're not building anything. So <laughs> but I have so much money,
0: though. Yeah, well, I have disposable money, but you know, um, but I, I have I have cards. I have cards. That, I'm like, this card is sweet, and I own in. it. I can trade it in for more cards. Yeah. So yeah, a bunch
1: of cards that I haven't done anything with that are just sitting in a pile. But like, hopefully, see in the next couple of months when like.
0: My fingers, are crossed, my fingers are crossed for Christmas,
1: <laughs> give or take.
0: And it's, if not... gets if, less it, shitty. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, worst case scenario, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a friend of ours is coming back maybe sometime in the spring next year from abroad. So maybe then we could probably get something in by then. I, yes. Um, good. But I think that's it for this episode talking about uh, Malcolm and Breaches, this really neat uh pirate pair chris thanks for coming on to talk about it
1: yeah thanks for having me. it was uh, a lot of fun haven't got to talk about magic in a while so
0: (laughs) might have to drag you back on then um and hey everyone who listened thank you for listening we'll see you on the next episode